WDBM East Lansing. You think the Pistons are playoff bound? This MSU team deserves to be in a BCS game. Fire Lane. School's back, we're back, Shark is back, that's right, MSU football, MSU soccer, it's that opening time of the year. All that and more. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap. That's right, it is Welcome Week, it is the fall, and it is time for football season starting this Friday against... Western Michigan, we've got a big blowout football show for the last, uh, for the first 30 minutes or so, but most importantly, Sharg and Fino are back again right here on the Spartan we're Sports Wrap. bro, we're back, and it's good to be here again. It's Sharg Week, of course, and of course, we can't forget the fact that we have Alex back from our summer series. So That's, right. Back, bro. That's right. That's uh, right. If you have not been tuning in so far for the rest of the summer, I know a lot of people have been moving up to school. Let me tell you. A lot of what Impact Sports has been up to, along with the Spartan Sports Wrap. For the last couple months, we've had a Impact Sports summer series. We've had professional beat writers and media talk on MidMichigan Sports uh, and the outlet itself. And now we're back to basics. Until the Pact. That's right, if you are just tuning in on October 14th, that's about two months from now, we will in, we will be launching a new show called The Pact right here on 88.9. This may be new to many listening. This may be new to some staff uh, some some staff members and Got even me. some to many students. But The Pact will be launching on October 14th. It will embrace the Spartan debate, tackling sports issues with the most entertaining personalities here at Michigan State. Uh, we will we will debate every com- complex sport issue from scandals to to basically who should be a Spartan starting quarterback, and a whole lot more. But until then, we will continue the Spartan Sports Wrap for the next two months. Same time, same place each week from 7 to 8 p.m. until the pack. And if it, and if it is your first time tuning in, let me explain to you how the Spartan, the Spartan Sports Wrap is set up. We start with MSU Spartan Sports first. That's football, basketball, hockey, baseball, and now we're going to get into field hockey, soccer, and a whole lot more. Then we jump to Detroit. That's your Tigers, Pistons, Red Wings, Lions, oh my, and then we get to a little bit of national. But we are changing that to the pact on October 14th. If you'd like to find more information, you can send us an email at msuimpactsports at gmail.com. We can tell you a little bit about the pact, maybe how you can get involved. Uh, do you want to talk more about what we're doing with the new site and all that? Well, bro, it's a very exciting time here at the Impact 88.9. We're launching, you know, of course, Impact Sports. You know, Impact has been known. Oh, I'm going to start the argument right away. They don't know. You are you are telling them, Fino. Uh, well, of course they don't know, but guess what, Shark? They know now, and that's what's important, knowing now and for the future. Well, so Impact Sports really is a new division. It's a new division of Impact, just talking sports, and just really, like Shark said, is embracing debates, different topics, entertaining ideas, personalities, features. And this is what we're giving the MSU students, the East Lansing area is a way to connect sparring sports and all these different types of sports. So what we're doing here is growing. And of course, if you want to join, we're always accepting new personalities, beat writers, and so-and-so. You can email Alex Shark. You can email myself. We can give you all the information on our new website launching this Thursday. That's right. msuimpactsports at gmail.com. We are launching this week our new site. You can find it on sports.impact89fm.org. But in the meantime, you can find our content right now on the main Impact site, 
impact89fm.org. But if you are a rower, if you are a swimmer, if you're a high school rower or swimmer and you want to follow those teams here, guess what? Impact Sports is covering it. We are covering content of every MSU sport plus all Detroit sports and some national. So we're having a really big staff, and if you're interested in applying, msuimpactsports at gmail.com. Let me just give you a quick rundown of what to expect on today's lineup. At 7.08, we'll give you some quick gigs, some quick gigs, uh, quick quick giggles here. We'll talk about the highlights of summer, some funny stories. Uh, Fino's already smiling, it's too quick. Okay. 7.10, we'll talk MSU football from QB battle to defense on about this Western team. What do you expect? How good is this Bronco team? Other position battles, some news about the fans and new renovations, coaching, coaching changes. Coaching changes, bro. Yeah, it's big. Curtis Blackwell, they say he's a difference it. maker. <laughs> 7.30, we'll do a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get right into MSU soccer because it's a big year, especially with the new exhibition games they just finished. Uh, some interesting results there. And then we'll get into some interesting coach poll rankings from soccer. We'll get into mm-hmm. if it's a fair ranking, what it's if it's good, if it's bad, and whatnot. 7.40, we'll get into Detroit Tigers and Miggy's legacy, the Mets. We have, a, we have a Mets boy right over here to our left, Anthony Serafino, Fino himself. We'll get into the recent news of the Mets today and how that basically has affected this Tiger series. The Tigers play, and then you hear the, and then you have the injury. The Tigers played a team this weekend, and it wasn't the Mets because that isn't a professional baseball team by no means in the imagination. And they have a guy that, as Rod Allen did say, he is in another league. So that's just unbelievable to look forward. Tiger fans, you're very lucky to have Miguel Cabrera. I'll okay, take... okay, listen, we'll save that for later. Okay? Yeah, don't don't give the, don't don't ride the Cabrera train yet. Okay, seven forty five. No, seven forty five. Detroit Lions backfield the schedule the preseason Schwartz mums on injuries. We'll get to all that. Seven fifty five. Jason Collins. It unfortunately did not happen for the Pistons. You could say fortunately, unfortunately. We'll debate unfortunately. that. Unfortunately. Okay, well, save it. Save it, Fino. 758, we'll get to our goon of the week, and it's a tradition at the Spartan Sports Trap. And, of course, we are joined, actually, by our lovely executive producer of Spartan Sports Trap, Max King, who is with us today. What's up, Max? Tell me what's going on. I'm doing great. Feeling good. How are you two doing? Good. I mean, we're just trying to sort through all this news, and we're let's, let's get right into it. Highlight of summer, first off, Fino. First of all, you know, Shark told me to hold it and wait. I can't hold it any longer. Highlight of the summer is two words. Miguel Cabrera. This guy's unreal. You haven't seen a triple crown for years, a winner. Now we're in a position to see two back-to-back triple crown winners. Are you saying that because we have so many Detroit listeners, though? I'm saying it because this is the best player in baseball. See, I feel that you're from New York. I'll call you New York. I know you're Jersey. I'll say you're from New Jersey. But you're calling Miguel Cabrera the story of the summer because you are in a Detroit market. Bro. Not in a Detroit market. Yeah. America's pastime is baseball. Everyone's talking about Miguel. This guy is. Oh, uh, the, I'll give you the boys of summer. I'll, I'll give you the boys of summer. What? I get that. But what's a bigger story right now? Miguel Cabrera, what he's doing in the major leagues is unbelievable. He's it not is. in the same league. That's my highlight of the summer. Okay, right but there. I don't think that's the highlight because Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown last year. We don't know if he's going to win the triple crown again. He's in second. He's four behind. He's, he's very second. Close. Big deal. He's in second. <laughs> four home runs behind. I can do it. He you could do it. it. But until we get to September, October, I don't think we can make that assumption yet. So for me, Fino, my story of summer is the racism of Riley Cooper. Rarely have we seen such a story and such interesting combinations in a Philadelphia Eagles locker room that we are going to witness this year. From hard hitting across the field to the fact that Riley Cooper is probably the most hated player in, in NFL football to be debated right now. 
I mean, I totally disagree. I mean, who, uh, who's more hated than Riley Cooper? It doesn't matter who's hated because you got 52 other guys in that locker room that said they support Riley Cooper. They got his. Do you think they actually support Riley Cooper? As long as he's wearing a Philadelphia Eagles uniform, they don't have a choice. They got injuries. They need this guy to step up. You gotta support. This of course, guy. they have a hole. But remember, this is PR. It's something called public relations, Fino. The fact that you have Philadelphia Eagles players on that team, and if it, if they find out that the players, seventy percent of the players don't like Riley Cooper, imagine the media stir that would cause. The me- the beauty about the media is this: we as in the media, we always produce great things. People want to listen, but the thing is, the players really don't give a damn. A lot of us, they don't give a damn what they have to say about the media. It's the, it's the fortunate or unfortunate for us world of sports. You know what I'm saying? These guys, they go out there and play their game. They do their craft. They do what they do. That's football. Okay, and for number 14, Riley Cooper, of course, to go out there and catch some passes and score some TDs, that's what they're looking for, not what he said at a concert. Okay, I want to actually hear from the listeners. 517-432-3893, what is your story of summer? Are you agreeing that it's Cooper, or are you going with the boys of summer in Cabrera? Or is it someone else? Is it someone completely else? I, I, we have actually have a, a an impact staff member of ours, Aaron Jordan, here nodding his head. I'm sure, Aaron. We'll just call out. What, what do you think's bigger? What do you think's bigger? Um, I actually have something else that's bigger in my mind. And you know, I'm a huge hockey fan. I'm I'm going to say that it's the big ga- big names in the NHL, guys like Brendan Morrow, Danny Cleary, um, even Damian Bruner and Ilya Brizgalov. Those guys are still free agents. So that's another one is the big name and how the salary cap could be affecting their careers in the NHL. Yeah, but see, that's local. That's, that's local. It's but local. That, that's NHL, bro. That's NHL. Here's the thing. Aaron's got a point. It could be a story. But ask people in Sunrise, Florida. They're south sitting on the beach, bro. You think they're talking Panthers hockey? They have fifty. They have like they don't even have 50,000 followers on Twitter. Florida, FY, the, Florida still has a hockey team down there? They got two. They got uh. two. You see what I'm saying? The Wings have 400,000 followers. That's local stuff. Everyone's talking about Miguel. 517-432-3893. Tell us why Fino is right. And Miguel Cabrera is the story of the summer. I just felt a smackdown right there. (laughs) I don't know. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, But no, listen. Listen. I see see that the fact that the, the, the Red Wings have this free agent problem. And sure, they lost Lidstrom. We get that. Sure, you didn't produce this year. You face a tough Blackhawk team. The story still goes. The defense and the goalie struggles are still there. It's the same old story for the last two years. But I don't think that the cap issues or even free agents are going to make that big of a difference, Fino. Does NHL wish they were the story this summer? Of course they do. But unfortunately for NHL, there's so many Fairweather hockey fans. You get up here in the Midwest and you get the Minnesotas, the Michigans, even the Chicagos. They're all about hockey. But when you get to these rural states, Washington, North Carolina, these other states in the United States, they don't really care about the puck and the stick. But do they care? Every Michigan State University out of student, please call in. We have an out-of-stater here, too. I care. I care. I'm a diehard Devils fan, bro. You know it. Max behind the glass knows it. Sharg knows it. It's Sharg week. You see what I'm saying? The Devils are my story. New owner, guy bails on the team. I can make it the story this summer, but is it a national story this summer? No way, Jose. Fair enough.
517-432-3893. And if you're in your car and you're just getting out, you can also stream us online, impact89fm.org. You can click on the Listen Live link at the top right part of your screen. There's a little window that should pop up. It could go to your iTunes, whatever you'd like, and you could stream us anywhere, whether you're out of the country, in the country. We have had nationally and internationally listened We've, we've had in national and yeah, international yeah. listeners before, so uh, you can listen to us anywhere. Don't need to fret about that. But let's get right into it, though. We talked about this blowout preview of football. We're going to get right into it. The QB battle, first off. If you have not been following, and actually, back to Riley Cooper if you have not been following. Riley Cooper, at the beginning of the year, made a very racial slur. Uh, he had to apologize to his whole team. He was caught on video using a racial slur with an African-American security guard at a June concert. He was caught. It's on video, and all his teammates heard it. So that's that. But to football, you know what else was caught on video? The fact that Mark D'Antonio is saving the announcement of his starting quarterback till tomorrow. Smart move. What I don't like, though, is the whole entire team knows today. And listen, listen, we're not going to talk opinions for a second. We'll talk about the news first. But what I'm saying is, I'm wondering why the team knows before, why does the team need to know before the, before the media? It's going back to the whole Riley Cooper thing. The guys in the locker room is all that matters. The media is supplementary to the guys in the public who want to know information. We're simply the liaison as media members. But the team knows that's all that matters. The team psyche is all that matters. D'Antonio is a veteran coach. We could say he's veteran now. He's a veteran coach. And doing what he does and the success he's had, most wins in the Big Ten by any team since the year 2000, this guy, or 2010, forgive me, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So, no, I don't have a problem with the media not knowing before the players do. We'll know tomorrow. It's not about do the I media knowing. Know? Fino, Fino, it's not about the media knowing. It's the fact that the players know, and no media members know until t- and a whole other day. I don't if the players know, with it. why can't they just tell the media the, the same day? Why do they have to wait a whole other day before they the probably want to formally announce it at the press conference? Because I'll, I'll find out for money tonight. I'll find out Find for out tonight. But you know what? It doesn't bother me. Does it, Max, does it bother you? I mean, you know, it doesn't bother me because I think that you look at the trend of what he's done over his years as far as dealing with the media. He's always been really secretive, secretive as in he doesn't like to um, you know, reveal a lot of information, likes to keep a lot of things close to himself. I mean, I think the most outgoing you've ever seen him was his first year, that, pre- that uh, press conference uh, for Michigan and uh, I think after that, you look at maybe the uh, uh, next question. And other than that, um, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not surprised that he's keeping it close. Fair. And, and you know what? I totally agree with yeah. you that keeping things close is a great thing. I totally get it. I see where he's coming from. you got to see where he's coming from, though. You keep things close. The team knows. That's really all that matters is the team knowing. We'll know eventually as fans as fans of this university, as students, we will know eventually. And the real question is, who will come out of that huddle? First play from scrimmage offensively. Who's coming out and leading the Spartans? That's the question. Who do you think, Charg? Who do I think? Eh. Well, before we get to opinions, because we're not experts here. We're no let's, experts. Let's go to the stats, okay? Let's look at Damian Terry's last performance in the game. Guess how well he did. Guess how well? 10 for 14. Had a great, great, actually, a great, great scrimmage. And guess who he played with, Fino? This wasn't just some catwalk. This was the first team defense. Terry can play when it really matters. 
we know this guy is an offensive guy. He can run. He's mobile. I'm absolutely not surprised he's producing. But I really, and I think a lot of MSU students as well, they really want to see what they can, what he can do in a big game. That's what really matters is seeing these guys and how well he can play. I mean, absolutely, I'm, exci- I'm excited. Of course. And besides the fact that, yeah, you're going to look and see if this guy can play, are you, are you going to sacrifice that for a quarterback that could transfer? Well, yeah, the, the, that's the, another discussion. Yeah, that's that. a totally. I mean, to be honest with you, we don't know until he gets on that field. One thing is we do know is that he played well against the first team defense, which is important because FYI, I, this is opinionated. I don't know what you guys think. MSU's got the best defense in the Big Ten. So to produce against that kind of defense says a lot about his potential, simply put. Sure, but then you look at the fact it's his first game back. This defense doesn't know its tendencies. Maybe it's a first beginner's luck for his first team defense. Maybe the receivers in him, maybe some of the freshman receivers have a good connection with him. Maybe he was just playing with the guys he liked. Maybe he played later in the scrimmage that most of the guys were probably tired. Here's A my- lot of factors. That's why I will make the argument, and we'll talk about this with yeah, the Lions in got- preseason. But I don't think any exhibition really matters, even with the team. With practice. Think about it. Think about this. Preseason matters. It does not matter. Is it good for what your team can do against another team? Absolutely. Preseason serves its purpose. And we can get into preseason doesn't matter. Does it not matter? And I'd argue. Let's let's talk about this. I'd argue that D'Antonio is not even looking about what quarterbacks do in these practices and scrimmages because they just don't matter. They don't matter. And here's the thing. And here's a great example, Spartan fans. And we all remember this. Last year going into the season, we all know what happened, seven and six season when the Buffalo Wild Wings bowl. Maxwell looked great in practice. Do we not remember Maxwell looking great in practice? Did he look great in the games? Did he look great? Max? No. You see, he doesn't really. But how do you judge that? You only know by game time experience. That's I mean, what I'm is saying. he a Heisman Trophy winner? No. no. Is he a first team all Big Ten? No. But this is a Big Ten conference with great quarterbacks. Absolutely. But here's my thing is we're not going to know until he gets behind, you know, gets under center and he can sling some passes because you can teach mechanics. You can teach good fundamentals, but you can't teach speed. And Terry has speed. And that's why we're excited to see what Terry can do. And why? And that's the thing is you're talking about speed. How about a guy named Tyler O'Connor, who's faster than Terry? First green and white scrimmage didn't have too great of a performance through an interception. But Tyler O'Connor is the fastest quarterback out there by far. I mean, if we're comparing it by speed, it's Mr. O'Connor. And I've heard Mike Griffith from in Live Talk that O'Connor could be the starting quarterback, and he has made strides, leaps beyond bounds, bounds in terms of his ability to compete as number one. And I wouldn't even be opposed to that. I would honestly would not be opposed to anyone except Andrew Maxwell. No one. What? I would. I would be. I'm saying. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I would not be opposed to anyone that started. If it, you see what I'm saying? If it was not Maxwell. If Terry started, no problem there. So you're saying just someone without Maxwell starting? Yes. That's, saying, that's who you'd like to see. Exactly. But who do I think is going to start? Maxwell. That's mm. a sheer gut. A sheer gut. Just because of what D'Antonio said? Things I, like that. I know what he's saying. He, he, Mark, he's, the thing with Coach D'Antonio, he loves the veteran leader. This guy loves the veteran leader. And Maxwell is a leader. Is he Kirk Cousins? No fair. But he's a leader. I wouldn't have a problem with O'Connor. I wouldn't have a problem with Cook. And I wouldn't have a problem with Terry. But you can't carry four freshmen. Or, I'm sorry, four quarterbacks. Sure. 
So, someone's the odd man out. 517-432-3893. Welcome back to school. Alex Sharg, Anthony Serafino, Orfino. We also have Aaron Jordan in the studio and then Max King, the executive glass. producer behind the glass. But, you know what? From the quarterbacks, I think it's interesting because you said MSU defense. Is this defense first in the Big Ten? You say absolutely yes. Absolutely. It's not even a question of doubt. It's oh. not even a question of doubt. Who's better? Who is better? It's not who's better. It's the fact that you lost your best defensive player last year. Sure, there's a lot of players returning. Tons. You have you have your linebacker, all of your linebackers and corners coming back. But there's one guy that isn't coming back that was crucial. And it's the outside pass rush. And it's the fact that, yeah, we didn't get a lot of sacks, but there's a reason why our rush defense was so effective. It's effective, of course, and Golston, these guys can't be replaced. But the beauty of college football is one thing. It's depth is when your team carries depth, it's fun to watch. Because yet we lose so many offensive and defensive pieces from last year. And then I look into this year, I'm reading BigTen.com, and we have four starters, four guys on our defense. They're all first-team Big Ten preseason. And that's very impressive. No team has more than two. MSU has four. Very impressive. So... You know, going back to the whole thing, can you replace these guys? No, you can't replace Kirk. You can't play any of these guys. No fair. But all I'm saying is we're looking at Western, inexperienced offensive line. Can these guys on defense get after it? How about a safety blitz? How can we play coverage tight? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things I'm very curious to see what Narduzzi is going to do. And I think he's going to throw a lot of schemes out there that will really confuse Western. So you know what? Dominant performance by this defense. You'll see it. And the big test is Notre Dame. Well, let me just say this. I think you're totally ignoring, if you know, one team in the Big Ten who is slated to compete, and that's Ohio State. They're throwing Noah Spence, Adolphus Washington, who were both highly touted recruits two years ago, and they're coming in as sophomores and outdoing juniors and seniors. If this Ohio State defense isn't for real or better than Michigan State, then why are they starting sophomores over seniors and juniors? They're for real, and that's why they're starting over seniors and juniors. And that's why I think they're the best in the Big Ten. I mean, the thing is, here's my thing. There's so many uncertain things with Ohio State. You're coming off. You're coming off everything. You're clean now. Everything. What else is everything? They're clean. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. You're, they're coming off. Well, they're not banned anymore. They can compete. Exactly. They're, so more, more, more power to them. More power if to them. If they can compete, think about how motivated their players oh, are. Oh, man. Would we love to see Ohio State and MSU play in the regular season? I would love to see those two defenses just go see what they can do. But we don't. And we're not fortunate enough to see them head-to-head. Hopefully, in, Annapolis, in Indianapolis, we can. But Ohio State defensively is exceptional. Maybe I'm being a little biased. But when I see four guys pre-ranked, preseason, number one, first team, Big Ten, second best conference in America, and I see that, pretty, pretty impressive. It is impressive. 517-432-3893, hashtag, you can tweet us at Impact Sports, uh, uh, hashtag Impact Sports, or... 89 FM Sports Rap. Fino is managing that. Uh, I'm sure he'll be getting some tweets soon. But, again, what's your story of summer? Is it about this MSU defense being the best? Is it about the fact that Fino, I'll give it to him, his Mets just aren't doing too well? The Mets are so bad. It's it's almost not even worth talking about anymore. It's not even a real team. Like, speechless. Okay, fine. It's just speechless. But, and, and here's the thing. About Ohio State, too. You have one returning starter in Ryan Shazier. Only returning. And li- likely first-round pick. Probably will be a first-round no, pick. No, definitely, definitely. But Ryan Shazier is the only guy returning. 
But you're starting sophomores and highly touted sophomores. Highly recruited, highly touted guys. Yeah. Over over juniors and seniors. For for me, if you're Michigan State and you're sure you have the experience, but you're returning guys that are starting over juniors and seniors that those juniors and seniors had experience. But some of these guys are just too good to not start. Last year we saw Washington get to Garner plenty of times. But I mean, is this the same Michigan Ohio State comparison? Uh, it's very tough. It's very tough to look at. When I look at Ohio State, I look at a fierce team. Urban Meyer always has his guys ready to play. It was at Utah. It was at Florida. It was even at the ESPN analyst booth. And now we're seeing it here at Ohio okay, State. Okay, so ready to play. Is it a blowout? Us against them? Of course. If, if we play Ohio State, would it be a There's blowout? There's so many uncertainties offensively. There's so many. If I knew, what, if I knew who the starter was... I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little scared for the offense because defense wins, but you gotta score. Do we get blown out by Ohio State? Could be. Now let's go to Western. Is this going to be a blowout game? No. You think it's gonna be pretty close? I, I don't, what's close? What's close? Close to oh, and this is another discussion. Yeah, what's close? <laughs> close to me is three touchdowns. Is three touchdowns. So within, 20, 20, okay, twenty one points. So twenty four three. If it's twenty four three, it's close. Anything more is it's too far. Oh, no, no, no. So it, it, that'll be a blowout. When I see blowout, maybe I'm just too old school. 35 points, seven touchdowns, big school. But we're defense. This is Big Ten. So, yeah, and that aspect is going to be a blowout. But do we remember when we played Boise State last year? Was that a blowout? No, not really. But here's the thing, Fino. A lopsided victory or thorough defeat. Thorough defeat will definitely say. A lopsided victory. Lopsided victory. Here's Twenty-eight to three is lopsided. Twenty-one to three is lopsided. It's a little lopsided. It's lo- no, it's lopsided. It's not a little. It's lopsided. Well, it's lopsided to the cent, but forget the fact. It's, it's it's the point is it's lopsided. It's a lopsided victory to a certain extent. When I look at a lopsided, if I'm beating Western by twenty-one points, we're in trouble because that's a team you should beat by thirty-five. I look at an offensive line that a combined starting five offensive linemen have started thirty-three games of experience, only five starts. If you only beat them by twenty-one points, we're in trouble. You think you can beat Michigan in that spread? It's the first game, though. I understand. That's why I don't think it's going to be a sheer, sheer blowout. Yeah, it'll be close, 21 points, but you really should pound it. MSU's got a lot of uncertainties. And this is an opinion. Every, every team is working through that first game and getting all the kinks two out. Two years ago, I remember two years ago, they played Youngstown State. They play them again. That's not the first one. It was like 20, It was like 28-14 or 28-7. It was 28-7, if I can recall. See, that's three touchdowns. This is Youngstown State, bro. Come on. 517-432-3893. Even if it's Youngstown State. We pl- uh, we'll see what they can do against them. I just... MSU... Oh, and, and we saw what happened when Michigan State lost. Was it South Florida? Was it was it years ago? They, they lost that, that horrible game? Oh, my God. I don't even get started. Yeah, so, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the first couple games. They'll argue. You could argue. They, it was, they're just working out the Let case. me ask you this. We play Notre Dame. Week four in South Bend. What do you think MSU's record is going into that game? Tell us, listeners. I think that the record going into South Bend is going to be undefeated. Three, yeah, and if it's not anything but undefeated, 3-0. That's disappointing, is it not? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. But they need to look decisive. What quarterback are you going to have? How's the offense going to look? Is someone actually going to catch a pass? But now that you say what quarterback are you going to have, I don't think you can have any expected win. If the fact that we still don't know what quarterback we're having. Or sticking with. You have to stick with a person. You have to stick with a guy. Do I think I think Antonio, he's gonna mix it up a little bit. He always likes to mix it up. 
He'll mix it up and you know he'll do a little shake and bake. He knows what he's got in front of him. Yeah, well, we'll, this is not John L. Smith's MSU. Well, it's too bad. We'll, we'll hear right. tomorrow from D'Antonio's presser what really we have to look out for. Uh, Aaron, will you be there at the presser? I won't be there at the presser, but the question I have for you is: you were talking about that they may be flipping around uh, quarterbacks there, Fino. Um, my question for you: Do you think it's going to go back to Kirk Cousins' first year starting, where um, Keith Nickel, D'Antonio you, was flipping between Nickel and? Do you remember Kirk that? Cousins? And Keith, he, you, people forget Keith Nickel. This guy was a quarterback coming out of high school. He he wasn't bad. I think it'll be a shake and bake. But the thing is, D'Antonio's coming in. See that that QB battle was so different. It was two guys. This is four, according to Mark D'Antonio. Four? You're not going to flip four guys. It's going to look ridiculous. Alex and I were talking outside off air yesterday. And he goes, one thing Mark D'Antonio won't do is start a different quarterback for every quarter. And if he does do that, who are we? What is this team? Well, and there's the old saying, too, in football, that if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Imagine what would happen if you had four quarterbacks. You would have double quarterbacks or negative Three quarterbacks. It'd be I mean, it, it'd be embarrassing. I think it, it, I, I I would go far and say it would be embarrassing for the Big Ten, for MSU if you went out there and started four quarterbacks. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. What about Northwestern? How about Purdue? Those guys don't throw out four quarterbacks. They, oh, in the past they have. Even Michigan's thrown out four where, quarterbacks. Where's Purdue? How, four years ago, Michigan Pur- rotated four quarterbacks. They how, couldn't decide. How's Purdue? How was Purdue those years? How were Northwestern? Purdue actually good? at one point was no. decent. Purdue was decent at one point. Just Smoker days? I mean, sorry, not Joe Smoker. Uh, what's his name? He was in the NFL now. Uh, oh, Drew Brees. Like, Drew, uh, Drew Brees that were decent. He played on Denver. Uh, Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton. Oh, it was, uh, yeah. Plummer didn't play. Kyle yeah, Orton it was days. Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton days, were, they were decent. They were decent. They were, they were decent. decent. With the Big Ten. Is, is decent good enough now? We were decent with L. Smith. Well, decent oh, isn't good enough awful. to beat SEC. You can't beat an SEC being decent. Of course not. So it's not good enough. You'll be seller right? dweller. Aaron? Max? Max, someone. Got, got, a, got a couple stats here for you guys. First of great, all, Western great, great. Michigan tied, according to ESPN, tied with Memphis for the most consecutive opening season losses with eight. So, question is, can MSU blow them out? I don't know. I'm, I'm with Shark. 21 and under is considered bad. That's fair. That's fair. But, okay, can they make it nine, which would, which would be the most in FBS? And also, going back to Finos talking about that Maxwell being a leader, and Live was uh, had an article today saying that D'Antonio quoted when asked if when he finished in the captain's race, he said something like fifth. Wow! So I'm glad we have this guy. So does <laughs> yeah. so does so what does that tell you? And also, if you're MSU's defense, are you is it a failure if you give up points tomorrow? If you if they don't absolutely Friday, if they don't have a zero at the scoreboard, is that a failure for you? I don't know if it's a failure, but if they allow a touchdown, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. I, I, I'm so glad Max brought these points up. Let's let's do one by one. Let's start with the points. Is it a failure if if they score points? Uh, yeah, if they well points. Are we talking touchdowns? Are we talking field goals? Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that there was a very similar conversation last year between between many East Lansing residents, Spartan fans. Is any points let up a, a letdown? And look what happened. That was a year that we went six and six. Now you're talking about a year now that you need to perform. You have is that to. upgraded? Is that upgraded? Do you need to not let any points out? Well, and last year with the way our offense played, I guess um, you couldn't allow that many points because we were winning games by like 
we were losing games actually by like a score of fourteen to thirteen, Bro, and we were only scoring field goals. Defensively, so I'm not worried about defense. I'm just saying that we couldn't allow any points. I'm just piggybacking off that. Okay. This is a this is a team defensively last year goes into the big house last year doesn't even allow a touchdown and loses the game. That just shows you how anemic our offense is. The score was twelve ten. FYI, we score the only touchdown of the game. We still lose. We have four field goals and lose. That's re- that's ludicrous. Well, I mean, and I was standing on the sidelines actually for that Eastern game, and it was it goes down to again we should have blown Eastern out, and we didn't. We didn't, and didn't. they couldn't catch the wide receivers that game couldn't catch a ball if they I had think. if they had super glue to their hands. If those guys they, they didn't of, they didn't blow out Eastern, bro. They didn't blow out Eastern. These receivers couldn't catch anything. They were their luck was so bad. If they found a boat, you didn't even water, dude. It's just unbelievable. You know, to say what MSU is, they need to go in there and show some prowess on offense because it's been missing. Of course they're going to. Of course they're they're trying to. They're trying, but trying is not going to be good enough. It's not good enough anymore. It's bothersome to sit there and watch this team underperform offensively ever since number eight has left the NFL. It just shows how valuable he was. You look at Kirk Cousins, you're looking at clips from this Wisconsin game when that Hail Mary 37-31 outcome. He goes down the field, he marches down, down and in, in and out. Of course, he had better receivers. But in all fairness, these guys got to come up big for their quarterback, too. And that's an interesting point that Max brings. Is Maxwell a leader? I thought he was. But the fact that See, but I think that's an unfair question because it's so early on and we haven't seen him at all this year. You gotta earn. How can you know he's a leader if he's not? Captain? Of course not. That's why I think he is one. What? I think Get he's. Out. I think he's a leader. How he's can you say perform. he wasn't he's, even named captain, bro? Doesn't matter if he's not. The guys don't think. Doesn't the quarterback is always? What's the purpose of a captain? I mean, sure. Special teams. The NFL has a captain. Is, it, is he a leader on of special teams? He is. He is. But when I'm you hands my point right there. No, no, no. I'm saying he's a leader on special teams. He's a leader of the team. I think the quarterback's always the leader of the team. C, Golden C or not, NFL reference, but they're always, they're always going to be the leader by the front. They're the quarterback. The ball, he throws the football. Of course he's throwing the football, but this is college football. You look at the great teams. Look at Braxton Miller last year. Captain? Great player, but he's a leader of that team regardless, by default. Mm. A quarterback is a leader of the team. True or not true? Is the quarterback a leader of the team yes, by default? But then there's locker room. Then there's miscellaneous things. There's of a, course, there's, there's PR there. stuff you got to do. But what I'm saying is you got to earn respect. And the fact that Maxwell couldn't go in Tempe last year, lead them down the field and win the game, is why you're not going to be named captain. You can't even beat Garrett Peterson's TCU team. And that's a good TCU team. That's a great that. TCU team. But the fact that you couldn't beat them? That's how you get respect in these guys. These guys in the, you know, in the NFL and college, you don't give respect. It's earned. And if I remember correctly, too, in all, in all fairness to both the quarterbacks, kind of, the longest pass completed was completed by a running back. If I remember correctly, yeah, no, no, that's right. that game, yeah, that, that, Bell threw that's, the ball. That's embarrassing as well. Yeah, a, that's a great point. That, the longest that pass was point. completed by Le'Veon Bell. Was by a, a tailback. But a great Le'Veon Bell. A, a tailback. Great, a great Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he was known for more hurdling players than throwing the ball last year. Come on. Yeah, 517-432-3893 at 733. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for more on the Spartan Sports Trap on Impact 89 FM. Fino, more when we come back. Yeah. You're listening to Impact Exposure.
Hey, what floor are you going to? <clears throat> oh, uh, three. Thanks. <coughs> hey, didn't we uh, have... Yeah, that one class. Yeah, that's so funny to, <laughs> to see you because I <coughs> thought maybe we could... Uh, would you ever want to... Um, <coughs> I was wondering if you, if I could stick my finger in your eye. What? No. Oh, I just flushed some toilets and touched a doorknob. What? I've been keeping this moist Kleenex Ew, in my pocket. That's uh, so gross. I thought we could, you know, just stick my finger Ugh. in your eye. Is that weird? No. Don't touch me. What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. Well, ever since you got in the elevator, you've been coughing all over your hands and pressing those buttons, so I just thought you were into that kind of thing. Free. Studies show that three quarters of women and only half of men actually wash their hands in the bathroom. That's nasty. Stop the flu and other germs by regularly washing with soap and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Or at cdc.gov slash clean hands. Impact 89 FM. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. From 10 p.m. until midnight Sunday nights, listen to the Impact Afterglow, where you can hear a variety of relaxed tracks to help you ease into the start of a new week. Only on Impact Primetime. Now back to Impact Exposure. Yeah, welcome back to Impact Exposure. This is the Spartan Sports Trap on Impact 89 FM. And welcome back, as we heard. You, you, put, you had to put the headphones on for the sickness one, the, the sickness PSA. I right? love I love the flu. You know, this is the reason why I didn't get the flu this summer, which is I listen to our Impact PSAs. I look good. I feel good. Bro, I'm, I'm good to go. All right, good. Well, if you are just tuning in, let me tell you a little bit about Impact Sports, what we're doing. Just a quick little refresher update. On October 14th, we will be launching The Pact right here on Impact 89 FM. Exciting. An hour-long show. Uh, it will debate, it will embrace the Spartan debate, and it will debate complex sports issues with the most entertaining personalities here at MSU, we think. So we'll bring you those personalities. It's going to be highly generated, a lot of call-ins, a lot of debates. Here's your side, here's my side. Let's try to come to an agreement. Let's try to come to that pact. Let's come to that pact. Let's come to that pact. Let's all come That's to our new slogan right there. Let's come to a pact. Let's come to a pact. But you know what? How, many, how hard is it to get four guys in a room to agree on one thing? That's hard enough as it is. Then you bring sports in the mix. And callers. And callers. <laughs> right. Impossible. So, And if you are wondering... I want to follow MSU swimming. I want to follow MSU track and field. I want to follow all the little sports that don't get covered. We'll give them to you. Sports.impact89fm.org in the next week or so we will be launching. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and we also, uh, for the last summer, we've had an Impact Sports Summer Series. We've had listeners from our Impact Store. Uh, from We've had actually Impact Sports staff members host. And we've had listeners from all over internationally and nationally. Uh, it's been great. But a welcome back uh, to MSU. It is Welcome Week. We got a Big MSU blowout show today for the last 20 minutes we've been discussing MSU football. And, of course, to mock, we've had, of course, the view that quarterbacks, a quarterback doesn't need to be captain to be a leader. You, oh, they're default the leader. I'm telling you. Callers got to call in and ask. Even if they're not, even if they are a leader, it's still not a leader that Mark D'Antonio trusts. Okay, and of course it's voted by the player. It's, it is voted it, by it, the players. It's players. So the coaches really don't. The coaches are always going to instill their opinion in the team. Okay, we can agree on that one. But the thing is, the guys voting for a captain is share who calls out for the toss. The way I see it, yeah, they respect him. No, but no, the quarter, no. yes, 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 because the quarterback is always going to respect and command that offense. And if he is good effectively, the problem with Maxwell, he's not effective. He's just not good. That's that's what it comes down to. I don't know. Well, look at Izzo. The players named the captains, but the coaches were 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 
we're in sync with it. Because so, like, what? But the thing is with this, no fair. Izzo is on another level. This guy's one of the greatest coaches of all time. So if but, Izzo... Right, what I'm saying is since it's football, you don't have 12 guys. You don't have 15 guys. You have 60, 70 guys. And if your players of 70 can't come to a majority with 70 people compared to 15, it's a big difference, you know. Oh, of course it's a big difference, but here's one thing. Mark D'Antonio, great coach, respected. But who would you rather, if you had to pick one guy to have respect from, who would college coaches, who would you rather have respect from, Mark D'Antonio or Nick Saban? I'd have to say Nick Saban. He's won national championships. That's it. He wins. He's got the he rings. Wins. It's all about he the rings. He came here to MSU 97. Mark D'Antonio wins. Does he? He's yeah, 7 he does. Six when Nick Doesn't Taylor matter. Was... This one year. I'll tell you one thing. Mark D'Antonio, great. He was 11 and 2. How many Rose Bowls has he been? How many Rose Bowls? Doesn't matter. Oh, it he just started. Matter. He just started. Just started? I mean, yeah. he, he was right there. You were right there. You got, you got to win. All I'm saying is this I am not denouncing Mark D'Antonio. By no, he's a great coach. But to be respected by Mark D'Antonio is respect. But to be respected by Nick Saban is holy grail. This guy wins everywhere. Maybe not the NFL, but he wins everywhere. One here, wins in Alabama. Guy wins everywhere. Okay, let's say this year Michigan State goes 11-2. Would this be a conversation? What, do we, what do we win? What do we win? We're going 11-1. 11-1, what happens? If it, I mean, what would, ha- you, would you stand here and say, oh, we didn't make a Rose Bowl. We went 11-1, so D'Antonio still doesn't win. I think he wins, but at the end of the day, what, what are you going to plateau? You can't just plateau and oh, win 11 games and say forget about it. You know, you can't do that. You just can't. you got to win eventually. Look at the Rose Bowl logo. That's not winning? Plastic. Is that not winning 11-1? That's winning, but what are they hosting? What are they putting on the trophy? They're hosting the bowl, a BCS this, bowl. you got to think about this, Shark. The Rose Bowl there. is the granddaddy of them all. they got to get there. This is the BCS there. National Championship. The Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. That's the game that the Big Ten wants they to win. Than they, is, that's is a big Michigan deal. State, that's championship. Is Michigan State better than Ohio State right now? No, I mean, you can't no. say that. I'm, I'm, I can't say that. It hasn't started. It hasn't started. I'm going to say, no, they're not. They have a quarterback. They lead. But listen, He's the Rose Bowl is the granddaddy. Do you remember when the Rose Bowl was the Big Ten championship? Uh, remember course. that? And then they moved the Rose Bowl. Of course. So if you're saying Michigan State needs to win a national championship against SEC powerhouses or else they're not a good team, that's an unfair statement. I'm calling Mark Antonio. This is sheer quote from Mark, Coach Antonio. Please. Hashtag, he said win. And he said, quote, we're still chasing that green, or that, that goal. We're still chasing that goal. I don't know why I said green. We're still chasing that goal. What's that goal? Two words, Rose Bowl. That's what he said. He said it himself. Before we ask him, what's that goal? 517-432-3893 is the goal Rose Bowl. Is he chasing green or some kind of other green? Well, they're man. getting green. They're getting cash. They get cash. Yeah, they win. yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk really quickly because we're actually going a little bit over, but we'll we'll get into the coaching changes. Now, I saw something today that said Curtis Blackwell is a game changer for Mark D'Antonio. Instant recruiting impact. The influence of J. Rue Campbell, debatably, was because of Curtis Blackwell. How big is this sound, bo- sound body and mind guy? How big is he? I think it's a... I, I think... Listen, I think from a coaching standpoint, recruiting, it's yet to be seen what he can do. Recruiting! It's everything. It's yet to see what he can do. If he starts bringing the big guys in, because, oh, yeah, there's a team in Ann Arbor that really rails on all the recruits. So if you can tell people I'm a Michigan Stater versus a Michigan, 
a Michigan athlete versus a Michigan State athlete. If you can start getting people to go to MSU versus Michigan, let's see that impact. Because right now, Michigan's got a top recruiting Not class. to be funny. But hey, Max, what do you think? I don't know. I'm still I'm still stuck on the Saban D'Antonio thing. I think if you you look at who's been more successful as a coach, it's Saban. But who do you want to go out there and battle with every every Saturday? I think it's D'Antonio because I think Saban I more. has proved that he'll you know he'll leave for the money. He did it with LSU. He did it with to the Dolphins, and then he's coming back to Bama. So D'Antonio is another guy who really hasn't left a whole lot of places other than. Play, obvious that you need to accept these jobs, and so that's a local guy. I think, and this is I local. Think you got to go. I think you got to go with D'Antonio. As far as if it's me, I'm behind him because he. It seems like he's in it for me more than he is in it for him. So why do you disagree with that? The reason why I disagree is because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is winning, and this is football. it doesn't. It's football. There's leadership. It's bro. football. It's football. We got to win. Who, who, okay, let me let me break it down to this aspect. If you had Nick Saban as your coach. Or Mark D'Antonio as your coach. Obviously, the personnel would be different because everyone wants to play for Nick Saban. But that being said, who do you feel more confident can win a national championship with this team? You just can't make that argument. It's a totally different period. Yeah, it's fair. Saban might not have gotten the same team. I'm saying if he had this team, if he had this team. It wouldn't matter if you know. It wouldn't. He'd get guys to play. And you're talking about recruiting. That's a better recruiting. So if it all takes to win, if it just is all about winning, let's look at your Mets. Because some people think that it's not just winning. There's the business side of it. You You're trying to generate the cash. And you know Mets first, they're about cash. And you said it yourself. Of course they're all so, cash. Sure, that's why no maybe you would want yeah. winning because that's, that's your Mets culture. But maybe there's the business side of it. Maybe you want an economically savvy team. Maybe you want the best renovations. Maybe you want the best education no in one the academic wa- centers. No one wants to watch. No, but this is big. Of course they do. Oko, Oregon. This is big town. Oregon but, built $100 million athletic facilities because the team wanted it. The boosters wanted it. The university wanted it. That is their pride. That's keep what they brag mind, about. Though, keep in mind, they have the biggest booster pool out of any, any Oklahoma team State the, is up there, too. It's up there. Too. I was going to say in the Pac-12. Okay. Pac-12. But they are Pac-12. And anyone. They, dude, they have Phil Knight. That guy's the uh, founder and owner of Nike. FYI. Their players design their uniforms. Their players get anything they want. That guy's pumping 50 mil in the program annually. Five one seven four three two three eight nine three. We are just breezing through football, so we've got to change real quick before it gets bad. Before it gets bad. Before it gets real bad. MSU soccer. Uh, we have our soccer expert, who is Anthony Serafino Fino, here. Uh, of course, first game on Western September first. Fino, green and white game in uh, tomorrow. 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 What are you Same looking game. at? What are you looking at? I'm looking to see a lot of things here. I'm looking to see how we can play in space. How we can really through the bowl and really. Okay. Play in space. What I've looked at it here against North Carolina, a better team than MSU, and they cut them up. Looked way better, better set pieces. You have to be more defensively. Backline was shaky. Center backs need to slip in a little more. So they lost that game 2 1 against North but, Carolina. But you think that's expected? That was just a good UNC team? I think it's just a good UNC team. I think it's just, I, I think MSU is good, obviously, but they're unranked in the coaches' poll. Unranked. Right. They were second in the Big Ten, right? Second in the Big Ten, but doesn't say much. There's not much quality of soccer in the Big Ten. So if you're a listener, and you don't know much about MSU soccer, and this is a conversation. Why is this so important, Fino? Why are we talking about this? Because of the defending champions. That's why no one knows about it. The defending champions. They won the Big Ten. They won the Big Ten tournament last year over a team that lost two games. Indiana, two games. This is a good, 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 good team. Yeah. They're former champions. No one's talking about it. It ain't football. It's not 
It's not basketball. It's soccer. We went in there in the Big Ten, and they won. They're 2012 champions. And that is no exactly, one's talking about it. That's exactly what Impact Sports will bring you. Thank you, Fino. Yeah. Uh, alongside, though, um, I mean, second rank in the Big Ten, I mean, it shows the Big Ten quality soccer. Not ranked, right? Not ranked. Not ranked. Wow. Disrespect. Right. But they're second in the coaches' poll in the Big Ten. So that just shows you there's quality. But they're behind Indiana, and Indiana's a very good team. There's space. This mm. team's good. Yeah, Indiana's just, just a quick little bite. Good. Uh, all right, let's go to Detroit Tigers because Miggy is just doing something that a lot of people can't do. Four home runs back from Chris Davis. Uh, triple crown once again. If he gets to triple crown again this year, is he the best in baseball ever? No. Because he's got to do better. It. Ever? Has ever anyone else won two triple crowns? No. No, but we got to see. Is he on route to be the best ever? Absolutely. He's obviously on route sure. to the best. And you know what? That's really funny because a lot of people would say the same thing about LeBron James. He could be the best ever. Is he's he on route, route to Yes. Be. He's on route to yeah. Is Miguel on route? Wow, our first pack of the day. Great. Great. Yeah. All there right. it is. Well, let's look at the Mets series because the Mets obviously had some struggles. So the Tigers actually played a game? They, they, they played a real team? Hey, listen. You don't think the Mets competed at all in that series? No. I would highly disagree no. with you. No. What's an 11-3 score? You call that competition? No, not that game. But what about the game that was 3 3 nothing? That was, I mean, it was a joke. They couldn't get anyone in. Doesn't matter. Three runs against a hard-hitting Tiger team that puts up more than what five runs a game, six runs. That's great. I mean, look, there's no look. It's, it's the fact that the Mets couldn't hit that day, but they competed. Bro, this is New York. The Mets are New York. Their payroll's under a million dollars. That's not acceptable. New York bleeds baseball. That's unacceptable. You have one team. We have two. It's unacceptable. Okay, okay, but this is Mets show. This is Mets show. I'm not saying that. You're asking, did they compete? No, because in New York, you're expected to win. You're expected to win. And Matt, Harvey, to win Matt Harvey came today and he apologized to the media. He apologized to the player for not taking care of himself because he's expected to. He's big market. And same thing with the Tigers. One team, one player, it's wall, one team. Doesn't matter. The Tigers play. Tigers are doing what they do. Bad team, let's kill them. They did that. They actually played a real team. Uh, is this an EOD? Is this an end of discussion? This is an end of discussion. Okay. This is the Mets are awful. Max, you agree? I mean, I, tr- I trust Fino's opinion because I myself do not follow the Mets a lot. But all I know is that pitching wins you games. The, the pitching wasn't there. And I think that really, Fino, correct me if I'm wrong, that really showed the third game of that series when it's a close game. It's 4-3. You're just trying to get into the ninth to give yourself a chance. They seven runs. And all of a sudden, they put, you know, the Tigers put up a six spot on you. Seven. Seven spots. Excuse seven. me. And then all of a sudden... It's why did we even bring our closer out here? This is a nightmare. You don't. The last thing you want is to bring your closer out to get in some you work, wanna, you and then know, you have to pull him out after a third of an inning. You want to know they didn't bring the closer? Oh yeah, because he's injured too. He's getting a herniated disc surgery. Bobby Parnell, he's out. For you got guys in the minors that don't even want to play. This guy Frank Francisco. This guy's making five point five million, and he's like, I don't even want to be on the major team. I can just rehab and not do anything and collect. Screw him. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous, bro. I mean, the Tigers are doing what they do. Illich, unfortunately, has failing health. Oh, he's in all of our prayers, and he is playing very well. What's your take on Darno being that cleanup guy as a rookie? It shows how bad the Mets are. It just shows right, how bad It's Neo D. Let's move on. Detroit Lions uh, backfield. It's shaking up this year. Uh, we have the LaSure Bell swap. Yeah. That's a, fu- that's, a, that's a funny conversation. That's a big thing right there. You know, you know how I found out a funny story about it? LaShore obviously is not producing, but in my fantasy league, I actually predicted LaShore to be the number two guy behind, you know, Reggie Bush. 
But now, but, and, and, and speaking Jolie, of Reggie Bush, right? But why does this matter? Because Reggie Bush is number one. He's the number one guy. But I think this is mad. I think this matters because mm-hmm. I think the Lions know. And this is my whole highlight of the show. I think the Lions know something we don't know. Last game, Reggie Bush against the Patriots. Fine defense, notoriously for running, not as great as they used to be. One yard rushing for Reggie Bush. Now you could say it's exhibition. You could say he got a hundred, hundred something passing yards. Out on the flat, which he did. You can argue that. But if you're making a swap at your two and three, and it's that big of a deal for a running back like LaShore, who is highly slated, I think that there's something that we just don't know here. I think there's something you don't know. But the thing about it is, you know why you got Reggie Push. He fits Jim Schwartz's scheme offensively. He fits the scheme. And... I don't know how even right, but if you have, if you have no rushing how, on I, the ground, I understand that. But he is not a through the tackles guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's coming off a thousand yard season with Miami. But you're looking at a guy that can run on the flat. Stafford can throw, and that's all you need. He's hurdling people. This guy's if hurdling. It's, if it's all they need, then the Lions would have went and probably won the Super Bowl last year. If they offensively, had like that. they didn't have a runner. Well, and that's the thing, though, is you got Joyke Bell and uh, Michaela Shore, who are two. Um, more so up the middle backs. Reggie Bush, I knew I knew it was going to be more of a one-two punch between, between those two. Exactly. Reggie Bush is not an up the, up the middle back. Let me ask you this, boys. If you got two yards, you need a first down. It's four and two. It's fourth and two, you need a first down. You're obviously, it's a band play up the middle. Dive. You going with Reggie? You got to pretend like we're going up the middle. Aaron shaking his head, no way. No, Joyke Bell. Yeah, that's so what, I agree. I agree. You, need you want power. power. So that, that comes to the difference. How, many, how how much of a role does each player play? Let's break it down. Every, Four quarters. There's a out of re- 60 minutes. How much is Bush playing? How much is Bell playing? How much is LeSure going to play? Well, and it depends on... Um, LeSure, not much right now, but you know what I'm saying? The thing is, I think Reggie gets 20 carries a game. Well, and the thing you got to remember, outrageous. too, is like it, when it comes down to third down, you got to remember um, what yardage situation it is. I think uh, Reggie Bush will be more seen in first and second down. More of the long... Um, First and long, first, first and ten, second and long. So you're saying he's not a third down back? I don't think he's a third down back. No, because if he, if you're third and short, you want a guy like Joyke Bell or like Mikel Ashore, who I don't think we're going to see much of Mikel Ashore this year, given the swap that's been so publicized. You want a guy who can run it right up the middle and get the first down, move the chains, get the new set of downs in there. But again, you got to think about the Lions are primarily a passing offense. They um, think about how many. Stafford led the league in passing yards and passing attempts last season. I, I don't, maybe I, maybe not passing yards, but I know it was passing attempts. And they never have had a running game. They they're still trying to find a running back to replace Barry Sanders. Let's let's face it. Oh, here's the thing though with running. Of course, they're still looking for a running back. Yeah, he's on the cover, so that's something to talk about. Madden cover, of course, reference. Reggie Bush listed, I, you know, I asterisk listed because he could be at least 5, 10 pounds lower than that. Is 203 listed, Reggie Bush. Troy Bell, local guy, Wayne State, 220, 511, Reggie 6, about the same height, but you're getting 20 pounds of sheer muscle, more muscle than Reggie. Is he faster? N- no, of course not. <laughs> Just no. But the thing is, you look at the stats, and Reggie played well. And he's going to provide that spark that the Lions need. Yeah, they and gave so, him the it's money. so early. You don't even know. He could get injured in the second oh, week, you know? And if he gets he could get injured this weekend. And it's going to be the same. It's the same. Oh, it's not going to be the same thing. It'll be the same story for the Lions. 
last year. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. An improved defense. Improved defense. I can't stand Glover no. Cunningham. I, I can't even say that the secondary was that much improved. Yeah, they brought in Glover Quinn. Do they still have Chris Houston? Yeah, they still have Chris yeah, Houston. Yeah, that's a bad thing. I, well, you know, they were forced to sign him. I know. How bad is that? They're forced to sign a guy they don't even want. I don't think they didn't want him. I, it took him a while to re-sign him anyways. But my question for the three of you is, do you think that if Mikel Ashore doesn't get a lot of touches this year, if Joyke Bell does indeed replace him as the the second running back on the team for the entire season, are you willing to say that Mikel Ashore was a bad draft pick by Martin Mayhew? No, no. Because I think Lashore came in and he dominated. I think what's really unfortunate, what's really unfortunate about the line situation is you got a guy, Javid Best, who is very good. Very similar to Reggie. He just got concussion. Similar situation. If, if Best busted, got LaShore could bust. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same old story. I don't think I don't think you could say he was a bust to a certain extent. Obviously, he lived up to the money. Well, you, well, it depends what you consider a bust. Are you looking I, at a Darko Miller? Are you looking at Joey Harrington? Are you looking at Javid Best? That's a bust because he never really performed. Joey Harrington was, well, Joey Harrington. Harrington was a bust. I, it's hard for me to call. I, I bought his jersey, though. <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I own his jersey. I did you? T- I've I've seen a lot of Lions fans put duct tape over the back of it too. When they, no, it's an old school. Were. I still have it. It's an old school jersey, number three. Yeah, it was number three. Well, I had a Roy Williams jersey, and then I ended up. Getting Is that a bust, Roy Williams? Yes. He didn't live up to saying? expectations. Anyways, and then again, think about who drafted. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Five one seven four three two three eight nine three. We have a couple minutes left, but we've got to get to two more things before we close the show. Our goon of the week at the end. We'll play that in a minute. But if before the goon of the week. We've got to talk about this Jason Collins ordeal. Yeah, Jason Collins reportedly being pursued by the Pistons in talks never really worked out. And I, we were getting into a fiery debate about this yesterday, Fino. I don't think that this could ever work. You think it would have been great for this I think team? It would have been great. How do you great. think this could have been great for this team? I think it would be great in two aspects. A, you still have a roster spot. Boom. He's there. He's a big man. He's a it's good a problem. Player. You have a roster spot. You have a roster spot, and you have to sign a well, guy that's 35 and hasn't played in the league in a year and a half? All I'm saying is he would have been good to look at. Good Why be- would he be good to look at? Because he, he provides— Who's looking at him? The, you know, the, the team's Pistons, looking at him. The Are they going to be comfortable looking at him? I that's th- the whole point. I think they should because this is the guy that comes in. He can mentor big guys. Obviously, Andre Drummond needs no mentoring whatsoever. That guy is a beast. Of course, Kyle Singler, very good. They have great bigs. Great base. Monroe. I mean, you, you, let's compare. What, mentor? what role do you think Chauncey Billups listen, came back Listen, listen. Let's okay. compare past big men. Remember a guy named Dale Davis? Dale Davis was a perennial power forward and center. You compare Dale Davis to Jason Collins, two different levels. Let's look at Theo Ratliff. Great center, all-star. You compare Theo Ratliff to Jason Collins, not even comparable. So if you're telling me that Jason Collins is there to mentor you can't compare That's to a guy that gets less money, Mm-mm. way less money that Theo Ratliff even never Bro, got. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, what really matters is one thing, and it's money. Sadly, about these teams, the Pistons. They, so, so you're saying that Jason Collins would bring in money? Of course, it would. Okay, I agree. But is it best for the team? It's another distraction. It's the same with Riley Cooper. Why do teams bring in Tebow? Think about it like that. Is that best for the team? But it's a different ah, distraction. It's a different distraction. Ah, okay. But this is a good distraction. Okay, fair it's enough. It's a good distraction. I think it's about time for our special time of the week, though, Fino. My favorite. I think it's a goon. I think it's a goon. It's, I think it's, it's a goon. Is it? It's a goon. You guess it right every time. Goon of the week. And you got it. Yep, it's a goon of the week. And you can't get worse. Huh? I don't know about worse. I think it's just more disappointing. Just when you think you've hit the cellar. Guess what? You haven't, because there's someone else that has many times. Yeah, and he has a tiger, 
Tigers, right? He had a couple Tigers. Yeah, he has one, I think. Did he have another one? I don't know. Maybe. Mike Tyson. Mike yeah. Tyson reportedly lying about being sober. He went on the air and talked about that he has been a vicious alcoholic. He's not been sober like he said he has. And I don't know about you. I saw him on the Howard Stern show, his little interview about what he's been doing. And I just have lost respect for the man. I didn't know you people had respect for him to begin with. He's a great fighter. He bit off a guy's ear in Vander Holyfield. But it's just disappointing. You know, just when you think this guy is coming back strong. In a couple movies, made a little thing with a hangover. You know, he's getting a little publicity. Oh, it's some positive publicity. Funny, whatever. Right. But the reason he's doing that is because he needs the money. And what is he spending it on? Alcohol. And that's sad. It's just really sad to see. He's doing it for alcohol. He's a vicious alcoholic. As he quoted, this is not an allegation. This is him saying it. This is not an opinion. He said he's an alcoholic, sure. and that's sad. Sure. Max, final thoughts on that? I mean, I think he was gaining respect as he's going, like Fino said, with the yeah. movie. He was gaining respect, yeah. and then, I mean, it was a fine line to begin with, so... You gain that little respect that he did, and then this just all comes crumbling down. He's back to square one. Yeah. It's just so disappointing yeah. to see it. You know? Of course. Of course. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in to the Spartan Sports Trap. You can catch us next Monday, 7 to 8 p.m. Same We're time. Here. Stream us online, too. Impact89fm.org. From Fino and Shark. Just real quick, let's get quick picks. Max, Michigan State Western, score. 31 nothing. 31 nothing. Wow. Not a point. Wow. Fino? 28-10. Let's, let's, hold, let's hold some fingers up, boys, behind the glass. What do you guys think? Let's hear from our little studio audience. Small. What do you guys think? Hold some fingers up. 28. We got 30. 31. Four, a lot of fingers. So that, 28-7. That, 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 that just summarizes 34 this 34-14. to 34-14. If MSU can put up 34 points, I'll buy you Chipotle next week. <laughs> and we'll hold that on the I'm, air. I'm, on the air. Chipotle I, I say 31-3. Okay. Chipotle next 34 week. 34 points or more, I'm buying the audience Chipotle. I love me some Chipotle. Hey, Chipotle. tweet in. Hey, can, can the tweeters get Chipotle too? Yeah. Anyone can get If you hashtag MSU Sports. Hashtag MSU. MSU Impact Sports. MSU Impact Sports. Okay, that's fair impact. And you tweet, and you come in the studio by Monday. Next Monday, I will buy you Chipotle. If you if they score over more than thirty four points, Fino will buy you Chipotle, bull burrito, or a kid's quesadilla. I see Elise laughing in there. I think she wants in on that you one want as Chipotle well. Yeah. Too? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Everyone wants Chipotle. Over thirty four points, burrito bowl, my favorite. That's <laughs> a wrap. We'll we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis here and only here on Impact eighty nine FM.